Well, welcome back to After 21, everybody. Last week, you heard the boys speak on modern day relationships from the guy perspective. This week, we have two fabulous girls come in to speak about their experience on modern day relationships from the girl perspective. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hello. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. Do we just start a pod? Yeah, dude, I think we did. Welcome, Mehal. Welcome, Pranali. We're super excited to have you here. What a frantic, manic planning episode this has been. Ria's literally in the airport right now as she's boarding her flight and we're trying to squeeze this in right before she leaves. And we're already tackling with two different time zones, India and America. We're also adding in a third time zone. Enter the UK. I'm just going to quickly introduce Mehal because Mehal is one of my good friends from back home. Mehal is currently in the UK and she's pursuing her PhD. Mehal, why don't you go ahead and quickly introduce yourself? Oh, hello everyone listening. I'm Mehal and I'm currently living in London doing my PhD in optometry and vision science. And I've known Apura for like a good 10-11 years now. So <laughs> <laughs> so we've done this podcast without the mic and the camera several times. So yes. Happy to be here. Um, so I'm excited to introduce Pranali. Pranali and I went to Drexel together with Apoorva. Um, we always met go in school, but I actually, I, I go literally go dragons. Um, but ironically, I think Pranali and I got closer after leaving college. Um, I don't know, just one of those things that kind of happens in school. You're all like, busy and you have different lives. But after school, I think we realized we have a lot of similar interests. So just kept more in touch with each other, um, even though she's halfway across the world. But yeah, Pranali, I'll let you take it away. Hi, guys. I'm Pranali. Sorry if I'm nervous. This is my first podcast. I also live in London. Um, I work in influencer marketing and I also freelance in uh, social media management. Um, I also went to Drexel for my undergrad and I'm originally from Bombay. Well, guys, I'm going to hit the ground running and ask you the, the most important question for the evening. Uh, we'll start with Pranali, uh, but no hesitations. Just shoot your shot. What's your relationship status? Are you single? Is it complicated? What's the tea? Spill it. I'm so far <laughs> from being single. <laughs> I'm in a relationship very much. We're living with my boyfriend in London. We just got a puppy. Oh. Um, <laughs> so very much like building our lives. This is oh. going to be really important for the podcast. I am Indian and he is black. Hell yeah. That is yeah. breaking boundaries there already. <laughs> May, go ahead. Take the wheel, girl. My relationship status is exactly the opposite of Pranali's. <laughs> I am very single currently at least at the time of this podcast was getting recorded. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you the first question that we've we've always wanted to ask with digital media and modern day dating. But Pranali, I know you're taken, but pre-dating someone, did you or both of you actually, this question's to the both of you, but are you a fan of dating apps? What's the scene? I'm a big fan. I'm just going to say it. I obviously was on a lot of dating apps before. I do think apps like change a lot. I think obviously when I was a freshman, Tinder was the shit. Tinder is not the shit right now. Um, I 
I do believe that like in this day and age, truly like there's, I wouldn't even bat an eye if someone said, oh, we met on Hinge, you know? I don't think it's a big deal at all. In fact, I think it's great because I think it gives you so much more like control over like who you're picking as like I do think it's great to meet someone organically don't get me wrong but I do think it's nice if you are serious and you're looking for something to like go on an app and like quite literally swipe left to someone you're not interested in as opposed to like a creep hitting on you in a bar and like having to say no I do I do think they're great and I also think working from home and stuff it's really hard to meet people so yeah I'm a fan I have a question kind of to challenge you on this so you met your boyfriend organically would you do you think that there's like a difference in terms of maybe like whether it's like having a spark or like being able to make a different connection in the people you meet through a dating app versus someone you met organically I think kind of yes because I think it takes away from that initial like our eyes locked and oh my god he's so hot thing I but I do I do think that like it kind of matters based on preference I don't personally like think that it matters that much I think it matters based on like who you are and what you want and like if you want those moments then of course like dating apps take away that spark I think for me like I love to have control on who I'm actually seeing and like when I'm getting ready for a date, it's more exciting being like, oh, okay, I've like, this is someone I'm actually kind of interested in, you know? What about you, May? What do you think? I have a really mixed opinion about dating apps. Like, I totally agree with Pranali on the, on the advantages, like, you know, the pros that you, you don't really, it's better than meeting a creep at the bar. And, you know, like, you know, both of them, both of you like something. And, you know, after that, you'll have a developed conversation and, you know, you know that you can, you both like something that you're both will enjoy and you can do something like that. But I also feel that it doesn't really, it's a hit and miss firstly. Like one, one reason why I don't really think that it's probably not the best or like for some is like, because it's a hit and miss, like people are really different when they text and when you meet them. Like, Hell yeah. I'm telling this from experience. Trust me when I say this, people portray themselves on these apps in a different way than whom they are which is like it's acceptable because that's the image they think of themselves so that's what they want us to see but the reality is far from it right so i think that is one reason why i think that dating apps may not like it is good but it's not the best and another reason why i feel that it's also a little uh, it's not the best is because it's like it's not very it doesn't feel very organic sometimes Unless you're really lucky, like I still am a fan of, you know, meeting somebody from like, not like meeting somebody and then, you know, realizing that, okay, like you're meeting them for the first time and then sparks fly. Like it sounds very Bollywoody, and it sounds like very optimistic, but like, you know, it's, it happens very rarely, but you know, like that sort of connection is something like, you know, you see in movies and stuff. So I think it's like some, it's a thing to be fantasize about. I also agree on the pros, like it's the easiest and the fastest way to meet somebody that you could potentially have a connection with especially when like when you live in a big city like london where everybody's busy with their own lives and nobody really has time to like after a point of time you have met all your friends friends as well you know like yeah. like who else will introduce you to now so there's only little they can do it's also a really good point you made that like i didn't think about that people talk differently and act differently because I remember like back in college, like I'm like to think that I'm pretty good on dating apps. And like a lot of my like roommates or like friends would be like, oh, like, what do I reply to this guy? And I would always say it as what I would say. 
And then after a while, I was like, you know, you're being so flirtatious, but you are not actually like that. Yeah. So like, it's probably going to give him the wrong impression when you meet him. So I do think that like, yeah, it's, I didn't think about that. Like people are very different. Actually yeah. very easy to flirt on text. Like actually very easy to flirt. <laughs> yeah. And then you really take your time. I also love that you brought up how like people can be different in person. Because I don't know if you guys have like watched it yet, but the new Netflix documentary about the Tinder similar, like that kind of stuff scares me about dating members. I guess. Like, you can still meet a creep at the bar, but you almost vet them out. Like, you get that creepy vibe, whereas you can't vibe check someone on a dating app. That being said, guys, I actually have a question to both of you, because both of you have moved across the globe. Pranali, you moved from Bombay to Philly to London. Mihal, you went from Chennai to London. What are, like, some of the cultural differences you see within these apps? It's very interesting for me, as I've moved continents and Ria's moved different cities within the US as well so we always talk about how the culture and the interaction and the guys are the way they put themselves out is super different so I, I think both of us are super curious to know if you've noted any differences this definitely I don't like let me start by saying I don't have a type okay I'm like open to anything any color any size like I don't care I just need to vibe with the person. I'm from Bombay. There's a very certain kind of species of Indian men in Bombay. I don't know if you guys have interacted with them, but it's it's a species that I don't want to really be associated with. It's just a very like privileged, like full of yourself. Of course, not everyone. And you said that. For the most part. For the most part, like the people I've met. And then in Philly, I found... I was at first always like going for brown guys because that's what I was always like open to and attracted to because I didn't have much to compare it to. And I found that the Indian guys in America are very different from the Indian guys in Bombay in that I feel like Indian guys in America have, because I'm from Bombay, they think that they're just automatically like one step above me. It was just like an attitude. It was like a hierarchy that they would just place there like they're better than me because they're from America and I'm not. And it was a lot of like, definitely I had people my first, second year, like mocking my accent and things like that, that I I never, I just don't fuck with people like that. And then I find that in Europe, guys are way more straightforward. It depends, of course, what you like. If you like that, that's great. But I do think they're like way more straightforward here. Like even an Indian guy is 10 times more straightforward here than in like India or America. I, like it's, it's a very different experience. Like there's no hesitation. They'll just come up to you and like ask you out. Dude, I kind of, uh, I definitely can see the Indian guys in the US are definitely a breed of their own. And they have almost like sub sub breeds within like the breed itself. Uh, You have like your typical guy who is probably like a frat guy that you can just like look at them and you can tell exactly like, what they like what type of music they listen to it's like having like a starter kit for them and they're all almost like a very cookie cutter which I think is kind of scary when you're trying to date people because you don't want to just serial date cookie cutter people but I love that you brought that up and I'm also kind of jealous that people are more straightforward in Europe because I would rather someone be straightforward because that's how I am so one like major difference that I felt was that people here are a little more adventurous, are a little more tolerant. And one thing that I, I mean, one big advantage also is that people are more diverse here. Like since I'm from Chennai, it's like 
India is very diverse in itself, but here we see like a little more global diversity. This is one big difference that I noticed. Like, you know, you can get, this is a good chance for us to explore and find out more about different cultures and meet different people and without any hesitation. So it's like, that's one really cool thing about dating here than back in India. And also I felt that like, I, like I agree with Pranali when she said that people are more straightforward here. Like, and I like it. Like it's better here than it was back then. I love that both of you are definitely people who have like actually tried dating. Like I know Pranelli is like, oh, I've been in the relationship, but you've like fully put yourself out there and you have experience in terms of like dating apps and talking to different guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like a, definitely a scary thing, especially when you're putting yourself out there and you can get like rejection. Maybe you're putting yourself out there and if it works out, you don't know what your parents are going to think. How do you guys deal with the whole parental aspect when it comes to dating and also how do you like just keep putting yourself out there for me I'm a very like closed off like shy person in front of my parents not actually just in front of my parents in general but I from childhood have never like told them about a relationship unless I thought it was like a very serious relationship because I the way I think of it is why would I waste like, why would I sit here and tell my mom about, like, a date that I'm going on that might not work out? And, like, have her be like, okay, how was the date? Like, have her be invested. Uh, I kind of just never told her about anyone until I thought it was, like, actually worth telling. It's a waste of time to constantly, like, tell them about, like, little little experiences I have. It's just a personal thing. I know people do it. And I know, like, a lot of people like to chat with their moms about that stuff. But I do feel like at the end of the day, my mom is Indian and she does have like some aspect of like, why didn't that work out? Like what happened? Yeah. 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 And I see it with my sister. My sister's two years older and like dates a lot and she's bisexual. Like she's dating freaking everyone. And and she's the type of person to come home and tell my mom, like I'm going on a date or like I just came back from a date. I see like my mom always questioning her, like not in a judgy way, but just more like, okay, what happened? Like what happened? And I just don't want to go through that. Like, I just don't want to sit and answer those questions. Well, you know what? I think your family dynamic, not (laughs) just to an Indian. No, I mean, like, I want to bring this out because it's not just to an Indian family to, I think, like, even like a, if you're from another culture outside of India as well, this is pretty unique where your parents are pretty open about and, and happy with whatever you are experiencing as a young adult. But I think, to kind of think back in terms of an average Indian, right? Like how, yeah. how do you even have this conversation with your parents? I, mean, I want to ask you about it because we've had conversations <laughs> about this too. So like, how do you manage your parental expectations of finding a partner? Firstly, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> because if I would, I would have found somebody right now. So I don't. And secondly, it's like, I second Pranali when she said that you don't really tell her the small, small details, like because then they get too invested and then you don't want them, you know, asking now what happened? Now what happened? Why did this work? Why did that work? So you don't really want to have those conversations all the time. But I think that more than my parents having expectations regarding this, I have expectations. Like, <laughs> so I think I'm hard on myself and the people around me when I'm dating. Like I'm picky. Like by to reach that filter where my like my mom's like I have to think of what my parents or my family will think is like is already a big achievement. Like it's like I've already quite far. So if so because I have like a very like 
big filter so i don't for me it's not been that tough yet for me i'm i'm blessed with a family that is relatively chill like and like i mean like they are very comfortable with like the idea that i will date and i will meet people and they don't really impose any idea of the traditional indian arranged marriage on me or anything of that sort so which is still common in india we can talk about you know finding love outside but it like the traditional indian marriage is the way to go it's still more it's still the way to go in most families so like for me they are like as long as i mean they trust my judgment that way that i'm that i'm happy about so they trust my judgment and they won't really tell me that oh god this this certain bad which after i break up they might but you know they they trust my judgment that way so i think i like one of the like big takeaways i hear which honestly i do this myself too where it's like at the end of the day indian parents are no matter how open they are like i also come from a very open family there's always that like one part that like wants to know and like doesn't judge but like will ask you well what did you do did something happen or whatever it is and so I almost feel like sometimes the less you give them the less stress that you are putting on yourself so completely in agreement with like the takeaway of almost like you manage your narrative 100% yeah. I tread very lightly even even when I had to tell my mom about Jordan it was very like I pick and chose the time that she was in a good mood I pick and chose the way I said it the way I had her tell my dad like I you have to like tread carefully you know it is yeah, what it absolutely. is It's like there's so much newness that comes with dealing with Indian parents because they're already like as they're raising you as a child they're so used to a certain set of morals that they were raised with and then they have this like classic yeah. Gen Z millennial kid that's like hey mom I am not going to come home tonight yeah. I'm going to spend time with this someone that you don't have to know about now that you've spoken so much from our perspective i think the parents also deserve some credit like 100%. they are also <laughs> trying to adapt to our lifestyle because the way my mom describes her youth is very different from what we are right now and the way that she's become more accepting to what we do and you know they're trying to at least learn our our way of life i think yeah. they deserve some credit for that they well. do yeah 100% obviously like when there is hesitation with parents but i think there's also hesitation within our generation just being like one you have to be the scary one to take the step to do it to like there's still a lot of learning involved in that like learning someone else's families and cultures i would love to just kind of hear what everyone's perspective is about it because i myself have gone like back and forth just based off like how i want my life to go um for me personally like speaking through experience i i have dated like white guys i've dated indians and obviously now with a black guy i it's again it's totally a personal preference I actually enjoy that aspect of the relationship where like I can teach you things and you can teach me things. I think it keeps my relationship way more exciting and way more like fun. And like there's so much it's so much more fun to like show someone your culture from scratch who has no idea. But on the other hand like my roommate for example is like in the pit of her like dating life and like really wants an Indian guy because she can't be asked to like explain her mm-hmm. all these things and i totally get that as well i totally understand that you'd rather have someone on the wave same wavelength as you but i do think that for me like you can be on the same wavelength in every other aspect but you don't have to be born and raised in bombay and be like indian because i think with jordan it's so much more fun for me to be like one day we're going to go to india and i'm going to show you all this stuff because i think it's exciting like you know you get to teach somebody like you know what you know and it's your point of view that they'll know like you know they don't really have any 
uh, idea about what they what is what it is or you know it's your point of view that they'll have to know first but there are two sides to it right like when i think of dating an indian guy okay one thing is that like i won't have to explain my pop culture references like to him so <laughs> that is easy like in some way like you know they'll still be able to understand kuch hota hai kabhi khushi ka hum but that's i mean like it's it does it's not a big deal but you know all these small things i like the idea of knowing new cultures through this like like knowing more about other people i love that you brought up the pop culture reference because one of my really good friends is actually dating a white guy um and they've definitely gone through their ups and downs but he and she's like very indian um and he's obviously not but like he will sit and watch bollywood movies with her and like us like i think when we're at like a party and he's like oh have you seen this new movie and i was like hello what no i haven't i didn't even know it came out so i'm going to segue into like a little bit more of a of a harder core question so uh don't come at me but uh this is something to with regards to do with personal timelines versus society's expectations of a timeline just because as women we have wherever you live in there's like unset expectations of a timeline and you know women can't get married before this versus you got to get pregnant if you just automatically assume that women want to get pregnant you know so there's all of these things that are unsaid so i want to know if you have any personal timelines if not your parents might have timelines for you so how do you cope with this and how do you do you have a strategy to approach these things first of all thank you for the apology before this question it was needed <laughs> um now i'm kidding i think that like growing up it was an on like my mom would always say like you should have kids before you're 30 like i had kids yeah like she didn't have kids young first of all i don't know what she's talking about like i'm pretty sure she had me at like 31 so not young but like she thinks that she had it kids at a very good time that she wasn't like too old which i think there's so many pros to that but i do think that like i feel like i've grown up with that like in the back of my mind like oh shit like i have to have a boyfriend at this age so that i can get to know him for the next four years maybe live with him and then get engaged and then get married and then have kids before i'm 30 and like i feel like i've spent a lot of my adult life unlearning that or like telling myself that that's it's okay like it's fine i'm i am in a good place but it's okay if i wasn't in this place and i do think that my parents have some kind of expectation but i don't necessarily think that they would put a lot of pressure on me it's more like it more comes from places that it doesn't need to come like my grandmother for example would be yeah. like i'm getting old like why aren't you giving me a grandkid and we're four grandkids like none of us like i can't stress to you how much we're all like not even close to being in that place and she'll say things like okay but just one of you get married just one of you have a grandkid like just <laughs> i just want to see one before i die and i'm like it, it's i get i get it but like no <laughs> i get it so but i don't get it it this like timeline still kind of like hovers around me in a sense but it's not really that much pressure but it feels like deep down sometimes it kind of comes out when i see like a lot of my friends have got engaged recently and i'm yeah. just like sorry what like so many of my friends have got engaged and i was talking to my mom the other day and i was oh like oh my god xyz got got engaged and then she was like are you thinking about it and i was like no and she was like you better not you've so much left to do and i was like thank you for saying that like thank you so much for saying that 
but then every now and then it'll kind of come out from like another member in the family and I'm just like I think it's really important to have your parents by your side and everyone else can buzz off I really like what you said about it hovering around you because I think that's probably something a lot of us struggle with where like we're so progressive we're chasing after what we want like we're all trying to unlearn what we thought we'd had from childhood and like keep going but you still like feel it sometimes it's like there, I'll sit here, yeah. yeah like I'll sit here and be like I don't want to date anyone but also around me I'm like but I kind of want to get married before I'm 30 because like you were told at some point in time that you should I'd be lying if I said I didn't set up timeline in my head like not from a society perspective or not from a like a like a parental pressure perspective but like like you said like from our childhood we've been like you know it's ingrained in us somehow that oh you have to do so and so by so and so time so I'd be lying if I didn't have it, but then I realized that it's, I have to, like, there's only little you can control, right? Like, after a point of time, you can have as many timelines and plan as many milestones you want, but it will not happen just by you thinking that it will happen. It's not like, it's not like a code or anything that you can write and you can pass. So there's some things that you have to leave to destiny. And I think we have, I mean, I'm coming to terms with it. Like, I can't, I can, there's only little I can control there. So I'm cool with that now. And regarding the family pressure and parental pressure, I think like I I play around. Like if they are, you know, if I feel that there is somebody telling me that always time to get married and everything, so I play around the joke and you know, I make sure that they don't really ask me that again. I mean, I pretend that I'm serious and then I say something really awful, like you know, I tell them, oh, I do this, I do this, and I give them reasons of why I'm not a good daughter-in-law for them or anything like that. Like I have my ways, and the, those people who actually you know are concerned about me getting married because I'm like you know I'm I'm crossing a certain age don't really matter so like I just ignore it and my family is chill pretty much so they have respected my timeline like they really want me to do what I want they let me do and let me be myself let me express myself the way I am I was literally going to say I feel like the one thing I'm hearing throughout this conversation is if you're a young girl listening to this podcast episode and probably have a very different setting at home the one thing you can tell yourself is as long as they don't matter they don't matter they don't have a say in your life you do you as long as you have your parents that you know have your side and support you because really oftentimes we as women pay more attention to things we can't control than shit we can control so let's just focus mm-hmm. on shit we can't control which is our personal life and our bodies yeah for sure. like for me like my parents are like the only people I care about like me dating Jordan there's definitely been like comments in the family and I if I, I couldn't care less like my parents are the only people that I would like give a shit about okay so I have a question for both of you if you could only pick two deal breakers for a guy, what are your to- top two deal breakers? Okay, so deal breaker, it would be like, if I if I sense a lot of narcissism, like, you know, if he's all about himself and he's not willing to, like, listen, like, that is much narcissism on top first. And then if he's, a, like, a bad listener. I would say, like, someone, like, in a sense, like, who's not, like, woke like I know it's like I don't know I don't think it's a lot to ask for for you to be culturally aware and like understanding of what's going on around you so being woke is a very big also like if you're not like learn don't just shut it out I'm so glad Um, you said that yeah like that's definitely a big thing for me and another one I would say like not ambitious I can't be with someone who's like lazy and just doesn't have a future like doesn't care 
Like you need to want to make me work and I need to want to make you work. But we, as an end, we lift each other up in a sense, not like force each other, almost like we help each other grow. I love I, that. Apoorva literally just texted me and I was like, this is your lingo. That's what comes <laughs> out of your mouth. I was like, right. Real deal breaker <laughs> is if the guy, you know, isn't ambitious, then why am I in this date or relationship so yeah. yeah I know we've thrown you under a bus a little bit but we're gonna surprise you one last time with something <laughs> that you guys probably didn't expect surprise? which is it's a bit of a rapid fire round it's not gonna be coffee with oh. current style but you know we're just gonna shoot our shot and again don't think about it please quick shot whatever yeah. unapologetic answers Okay, so we'll ask one question to Pranali, we'll ask one question okay. to Mihal, and then, right, Ria, is that how it works? <laughs> is that how we're doing this? Yes. Uh, okay, Pranali, um, intimacy or sex? Intimacy. Okay. Mihal, how important is a good body? Seven. Pranali, on a scale of one to ten, how important is a body? Seven, I would say. Okay. Maybe six and a half. Yeah, okay. I actually six, maybe six or five or two would do for me, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like okay. I realized that it sounds a little, maybe I'm not that, I mean, like, with all due respect to people who have good bodies, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's a little superficial, right? It's still a little superficial to talk about, yeah. 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 So maybe uh, five or six or two would do for me. Yeah. I feel like the the whole I don't I feel like the whole rating is just dropping down as we speak. <laughs> I think you thought seven, but then you were like, "Oh, well, this makes yeah. me sound bad." But seven yeah. is okay. No, don't be. Yeah, your own your shit, boo. You're good. You're yeah, good. your expectations should be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Brunali, this is a question to you. Can exes be friends? It's controversial, but yes. Uh, Mihal, how important is parents' approval of your relationship? Depends on which stage I'm in the relationship. I know it's not a short answer for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) If it's a hard no from them, maybe I'll consider it, but then it's my decision. And this is a question to both of you. So maybe we can go Pranali and Mihal. But what are some things that a guy does that you can that you find super attractive someone who takes care of me while also taking care of himself I love that Mm -hmm. I love that someone who like you actually give a shit about how you look and how you like act around other people something that I also love is someone that like gasses me up when I'm not in the room and like talks well about me and like I love that my friends can come and tell me like Jordan was so like nice he said all these nice things about you um and then I guess in terms of like more like looksy things. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do like watching a guy work out at the gym. <laughs> now we know what Pranelli does when she goes to the gym. <laughs> they should smell well. Like if if they are wearing a good perfume or a cologne or something, they. I mean, I think it really uplifts the whole personality. I think that's a big one of the most underrated things that people like don't talk. They are going much. with like body odor, bad breath. Like we know what's Neha's kink right now. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody who can like cook I think that's that's a really like that's a nice skill to have we're gonna have two more questions again mm-hmm. like we'll just go Pranali Mehal Mehal Pranali whoever wants to answer this first but mm-hmm. what's your take on modern day arranged marriages knowing that we come from a country where it's still very evident so what's your take on it and if it were ever to come to you in your lives, how do you think you would navigate through that process? 
Wait, when you say modern day arranged marriages, do you mean like, like forced marriage or arranged? No, I, like, I mean like arranged modern day arranged marriages in the sense of like more like you're introduced. Yeah, yeah, and then you take care of the rest. I honestly, my opinion on that changed because at at the start I was like no, but now I don't think it's a bad thing because I think your parents will always have your best interest at heart. And if I had to have my mom pick me a guy, I'm pretty sure she would nail it. And I think like if someone's introducing you to someone it's not a bad thing because it's the same thing as your friend introducing you to someone right it's Love like that <laughs> it's the same thing so I think like I honestly if I was single and I got to a point where I wanted like a companion I would just have my mom find me someone because she'd do the dirty work and she could filter out the trash <laughs> yeah oh my god uh, that's exactly my reason <laughs> like I think I think I'm a big fan of this uh, this arranged marriage concept these days because it's easy, right? You don't really have to do the hard work. You don't really have to find somebody. Yeah. Your parents do all the grunt work. They find you somebody potential, and then you decide if you like him, you go ahead. If you don't, then it's it's still cool. Like and he, can, and he's more than likely gonna have a good like family, good you know yeah. job, good life. Yeah. So like, why yeah, not? So and like, and it's not like anybody's forcing you, right? It's like a date itself. Like you're meeting them and then. If you like, I mean, it's a 50-50 thing. So you like them, or they, I mean, and they also have to like you back. So it's yeah. literally like, like, that's the mo- that's how I yeah. think, that's what dating apps are inspired from, right? Like that's it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you cannot disappoint anybody from that. Thing. And, and yourself is like I kind of like them more because it like takes away of the whole part of like the family conversation, telling your parents, vetting their family. It like yeah. takes all of that away. It's like a, it's better than a dating app from that perspective too. Yeah, I hate yeah. even calling it an arranged marriage after a certain point because it's like you that's know. That's why I asked you because I think forced marriages are when it, yeah. I think that's the correct term for the other one, and I think arranged is like how it should be like this. Yeah, I mean, Tinder is yeah. an arranged setup anyway, or like a dating app. Exactly. Is, so, yeah. Exactly. Oh my God, look at us rediscovering terminologies. Um, <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. That's also us evolving. Like, that's also us evolving in a way. Like, if you yes. would have asked me like four or five years back about arranged marriages, I would I have been, been like, like, oh no. my God. Like, who even does arranged marriages? Arranged marriages yeah. for losers. So, <laughs> it's like, but that's now us. I think I've I- I do think that people abroad still think of arranged marriages like yeah. forced. Yeah. yeah. So I think like now I've I've grown up, I've evolved, I've become more accepting to other people's ideas. And I think that everybody should be given a chance that like, you know, we should not discount yeah. anything, whatever people say without actually considering like, you know, like applying our logic <laughs> and thinking, you know, that like, and like Pranali said that our parents will always have our best interests at heart. So yeah. Love it. All right, guys, I got to hop off, but I wanted to say thank you so much. It was so fun talking with both of you and getting different perspectives about relationships. I can't wait to hear what our listeners think about it. I'm going to wrap this up by asking you one question, which I think our guy listeners need. Um, What is one piece of advice you can offer to guys when they are getting into relationship with girls or are going on dates with girls? Um, Like if it's just from the perspective that you're going on a first date, I would say, like, first, you should be, like, you should be a good listener, okay? You should be patient. I would say, like, that person has valued your time as much as you value, or, like, everyone values their time. So if you're going into this date, like, just be present, listen to what they're saying, ask questions, and, like, don't waste anyone's time in that, like, you don't know if this is going to head somewhere, then just 
break it off then but if you've not been paying attention you don't know you've not had the time to build a connection like it, it like I think it's just like be present you know if that makes yeah. sense like just be there listen like yeah no I'm so glad you said that because I think one of my pet personal pet peeves too when I'm on dates is, is if the guy isn't if he's just talking about himself and he's not asking yeah. questions that makes that's like a yeah. big red signal for me which is just like if I ever move forward with this guy he is going to be someone who's self-obsessed or just yeah. self-absorbed that he couldn't care less about what I do or bring to the table so I'm really glad you said yeah. that and I do think that you can really judge like a first date fairly well and I think yeah. like if you haven't been paying attention or if you don't know or you've like not even asked her questions and then you're like dragging her to a second date because you don't even know anything about her like you've just wasted someone's time you know 100% absolutely Totally agree. Well, with that, guys, we just wrapped up our episode. We are on episode 12. So thank you so much for giving us your time and, and giving us a little bit of tea that we can share with our listeners. Is there anything else that you want to add to all the girls that are listening to this episode and the guys, honestly? I would say trust your gut. Dating is hard, but it's not that hard if you know what you want and you go after what you want and I also think being single is underrated it is amazing and I don't think anyone should care about like what other people's lives and timelines are just do your thing I just keep it simple I think you know, people should take it easy it will happen it will happen you should not stress out too much about it and yeah just enjoy the present like if you're single enjoy being single if you're dating somebody, enjoy it. So don't worry too much about chasing the next step. I think that's one thing that like, takes away the joy of being in the moment. So I think if you think too much, I think that doesn't help really help a lot of people. So that's love fun. that, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and to everyone listening, go have fun, go date, go explore beyond your nationality. If that's one thing we can pick up from today's episode too. Uh, keep an open mind and have fun while you're at it. Thanks so much, everyone. Tune in every Wednesday to get you through your hump day. Uh, thanks again. And make sure to like, share and subscribe. Bye.